The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, Jeff Shannon here, your illustrious host. I don't know about illustrious, but anyway, we're here uh, each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock for Summer County Spotlight. And of course, sponsored by our friends at F&M Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard. We have a special guest. All of our guests are really special. This one's extra special because he has just done uh, what, a, what a great story he has. And we're going to uh, listen and learn from my good buddy, Nate Newton. He's the founder of Half Batch Brewery right here in Hendersonville. Nate. Hey, man, welcome to the show. Thanks, I appreciate it. So let's just kick it off, let everybody know what your background is. We kind of like your story. Sure, as as far as opening a brewery goes, I was a longtime home brewer. I started home brewing in college, in my college apartment back in 95 or 96 at LSU. You know those Actually, LSU guys, man, that's, you know. I, I wanted to get, I wanted to, well, it was, a, it was a fun place to be, for sure. I had a good time in college. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I'm not going to claim I made the best beer in the world in 95 or 96, but uh, it always had alcohol in it, so it never went to waste. And college um, kids didn't care anyway, so. No, we weren't that picky. I mean, there's not a lot of, you know, I didn't hang out with a lot of beer connoisseurs at that time, for sure. Um, but I started then and kind of fell in love with the process, and it was always something I wanted to do professionally. Uh, it never really worked out uh, until about four years ago when we opened Half Batch Brewing, but it was a, lo- a lifetime dream, yeah. probably. I fell into an, an IT career. I raised, you know, four kids. They all left the house, and I kind of looked around, and Hendersonville didn't have a brewery, so mm-hmm. it seemed like the right place, right time. We put together whatever money we could put together and built the brewery that we could build, and um, here we are. You did a great job on that. That's for sure. So, t- t- tell us, how does one do home brewing? Right, you have to have special containers. I mean, what's the what's the process? You know, there's there's four basic ingredients in beer: barley malt, yeast, water, and hops. And you can start with some pretty basic equipment mm-hmm. um, if you just want to get started. Yeah. So uh, it's not like wine where it has to ferment for years before it's any good. Uh, no, beer's best consumed fresh for most of our beers where, that we brew. And if you're going to be home brewing, it might be a little bit longer. But we're, you know, from the day we brew it till the day it's in a keg ready to drink is anywhere from, you know, 12 to 18 days, roughly two weeks. Shelf life, we don't filter any of our beers. So we don't have as long a shelf life as some of the other breweries. But mm-hmm. Because you if can't it's keep consu- it around. Yeah, well, it's gone. <laughs> we, we want all our beer consumed in three months. But three to five months is, yeah. is, is what we are comfortable comfortable with as a shelf life yeah so people can actually i mean yes go i guess go to different online places and buy brewing kits i mean i i know i've seen that and i've had a couple friends that actually did that i I don't know how successful they were but uh, anyway they did their own but i guess that process is uh something anybody just has a passion for it yeah um if if you're interested, you should check it out for sure. Uh, be careful; you might uh, it might turn into an addiction. You may want to open a brewery someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of that, at breweries, I mean, I, I have noticed uh, over the past several years. I mean, that's become the thing is to have your breweries. I mean, they're all downtown and all over the place, but it seems to be like they're the really a popular thing to do, and people are are really enjoying it. And you have a, a, a process. You have a public room, and how, how does that situation? Work? work yeah it's uh it's something that really kind of boomed in the last couple of decades uh you, you, we got to the point i say we the the beer industry in the united states got to the point in the 80s where we're, there were only a handful of really large breweries and they weren't really offering a wide variety of beer styles mm-hmm. so 
you had to either turn to imports, which we talked earlier about shelf life. You know, it was really hard sometimes to get imports in good shape just simply because of the logistics of getting them over here and onto the shelf. Or you could brew your own or you could open a small brewery. Mm-hmm. And so our model, you know, we are a we can, we consider ourselves a small microbrewery, packaging brewery, but we have a tap room there at the brewery where okay. we're open, you know, Wednesday through Sunday and you can come by and have a fresh beer. Oh, right. So you have now. There, can people watch you doing this? Yes, you can see through the windows and see your containers. Yeah, we have large windows in the front. Yeah, uh, we're in. You know, we're we're located in a strip mall, so we have the large windows in the front. We have a couple windows. I think three, where if you're in the tap room, you can look in the brewery and see what's going on and watch us working in there if we happen to be doing something in there mm-hmm. while we're open. Sure. So how long did it take for you to decide? Well, you know, I think we need to open a place. <laughs> go going to a more bigger production. Well, you know, I like I, I said earlier, I kind of fell into an IT career, and I I guess I kind of have a I kind of had an aptitude for that, definitely for problem solving and logic puzzles, which was kind of my favorite part of of working in IT. Um, but I remember I was at a training class, and this was about seven years ago. I was in Sacramento, California at a JavaScript training class. Ooh, and how I was exciting. Just, yeah. <laughs> and I remember looking out the window and just thinking, you know, I just, this is just not, I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, I called my wife, Suzanne, on that trip. And I was like, you know, I think I want to open a brewery. And so, and from that point, I actually opened the doors of the brewery was a, a three-year process. Coming up, I think here in a couple of weeks, early September is our four-year anniversary. So, nice. but really, I've been I've been full time on the brewery for seven years. Yeah. So it took it took about three years to get it open. So going back, and you, you basically were out west, and then you came to LSU. What made you come to Hendersonville? How did you find us? <laughs> well, I, you know, I grew up in North Alabama, Indicator. Um, so I'm kind of from this area, generally, the southeast. And I was working, I don't know if I can say, but at a large corporation's headquarters near mm-hmm. here. And so I came here for that job. Yeah. But before that, I was in Cookville. And before that, I was in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, so um, you're all over. Yeah, but the, Hendersonville, I mean, this is a great place. And I love Hendersonville. Well, when, when you first opened, uh, I remember when that was going down, it was like, okay, that Hendersonville's got a place on the map now <laughs> another place <laughs> but you know in in that regard i mean i thought it was incredible and you've done such a great job and i think that you know the economy you know has benefited from you being here and of course you have sales tax for the city they like that and it, it, it's another place to help support local business as well yeah and there is a project it's probably i was just at the dentist's office at my dentist so it's like you know your new building's probably is it secret is it because if it is it's the worst kept secret in Hendersonville. <laughs> but yeah, there's a new standalone building being built uh, right there on the end of the uh, strip mall where we're located. And that's that a Bonita, Bonita Parkway. That's right. And Hazel Path Commons, where we are moving into that building sometime next year. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be about we're going to have about three times the space we have. We're going. I mean, we're currently our beer is currently available in in eight counties, counting Summer County in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. When we move into that building, we'll have expanded production capacity. We can we're going to be distributed in an even larger area, and hopefully, we'll have a, a bigger, nicer tap room experience with a good outdoor beer garden. And uh, we'll be we hope to be sort of a regional destination, maybe, and bring yeah people from outside Sumner County and Hendersonville in to see us. Well, well, we always like tourism here, and uh, you know Barry Young is uh, real excited about t- tourism, <laughs> and likes to have something that attracts attracts folks here, especially being on the lake. You know, city by the lake it draws people, and this is just going to be an added uh, situation here. As you start to grow like this, are you going to get more reps out there trying to get your your product in different facilities? Um, yeah, we have currently three semi full time sales reps uh, in our distribution area, accounting, counting Summer County. Yeah, we just hired a new assistant brewer in the brew house. Okay, and you know when we move into the the new facility, everything like I said, everything's going to be three times as large, including the tap room. So you know, definitely we will be adding more employees. Okay, very good. So as you add more reps, this is going to get you in, in other counties and things like that. What what is your? Do you have a, a vision for your expansion? Is nationwide or just regional? I got that question. I was on a podcast a couple weeks ago. I got that question, how big we want it to be. And I don't really have an answer other than <laughs> a little bit bigger. 
Mm-hmm. A little bit at a time. Yeah, we we are certainly not looking to be nationwide. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that ship has sailed in the brewing industry. There are about I guess almost nine thousand craft breweries in the United States right now. So the space is pretty crowded. It's hard to get that big these days. Well, I mean, the early guys, massive. the New Belgium <laughs> Brewing and Sierra Nevada Brewing and Stone Brewing that that achieve that nationwide footprint. That's really difficult to do in today's environment. Sure. You're talking big bucks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> lots of investing. <laughs> yes, yes, we're we're happy. Our goals right now are next year to open a new market, either North Alabama or uh, East Tennessee. Well, you know, having the expansion like this, of course, brings other headaches, uh, obviously. But and then having to deal with employees and those that don't want to work and things like that. But you know, you get somebody that has a passion, especially for what, what you do. I mean, they're not going to have the passion you do, obviously, but still that they enjoy this uh, process. That's going to really help. You know, if you have somebody that's real passionate about what they do, they're going to do a lot better job. That's what we we really look for in employees. We can train everything else, but if you mm-hmm. come in with a passion for beer and craft beer, and beer is a fascinating world if you find it to be. As you start, how do you come up with these visions? Hey, I want to come up with this flavor or this kind or the light, dark. I mean, how, how does all that, that process work? Well, a lot of what we brew is based on classic beer styles. Mm-hmm. We try to put a little bit of our own spin on those styles. So in the fall, we brew smoked porter, but we add roasted jalapenos to it. In the winter, our seasonal is an oatmeal stout, but we add locally roasted coffee beans to it. Usually when we're, I'm designing a new beer, I have a vision for what I want it to be, mm-hmm. but it's usually based on something that is uh, familiar. Well, I know one time out here at the Taste of Hendersonville, uh, which is coming up I guess, again, uh, which I'm glad to see that happening uh, once more, but uh, they had the Battle of the Brews out here, and uh, you had one, I think it might have been that jalapeno or was it a red pepper stout or something. I remember tasting it and I said, whoa! <laughs> That's probably pepper sprout. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> we do that. It, pepper sprout is our fall seasonal. We've, we have pretty much settled in on our core beers and our seasonals with the exception of the summer seasonal. It's kind of a slot we're still looking for a beer to fill. We've tried several things, but nothing's really clicked. But no pumpkin spice. We don't do pumpkin beer. Uh, just, <laughs> just, just as a matter of principle, we, we don't do pumpkin beer. I, I was looking today, and you know, my my Instagram feed is full of pumpkin beers and Oktoberfest, yeah, and yeah. it's mid-August. Yeah. I, it's it's worse than Christmas creep. Yeah. Uh, we let, don't do pumpkin spice beers. Let, we do pepper beer instead. Yeah, let, let Starbucks come out with that. <laughs> I tell people there's plenty of pumpkin beers out there. Yeah, if for you're sure. Looking yeah. For one. How does the alcohol content, how do you vary that? I mean, I, I don't know the process, so you have to kind of educate us here. Yeah, sure. Well, mm-hmm. fermentation is the yeast eating the sugars that you produce during the brewing process. Mm-hmm. And as a result of the yeast eating those sugars, the byproducts are alcohol and carbon dioxide, a few other trace chemicals we know as beer flavor. So the more in the brewing process, you get your sugars by converting the starches in the malt into okay. sugar. So okay. the more malt you start with, the more sugar you're going to end up with. Therefore, the more alcohol the beer will, will have. So it's recipe dependent. Yeah. In general, more grain into the mash tun equals more sugar into the unfermented beer equals more alcohol in the finished beer. So does everything go into one vat or do you have them like this this process here? And then once that's done, then you merge the two. I don't know. How how does something like that work? Yeah. Each beer we brew is brewed and fermented separately in its own tank. Okay. Sometimes we do blend beers together. So then it's, uh, I guess you can create whatever you want. (laughs) Hey, let's talk more about that on the other side. We'll be right back after these messages. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Hey, welcome back to Sunday morning, the Summer County Spotlight. Uh, Jeff Shannon right here with you. We've been uh, speaking with uh, Nate Newton, the founder of Half Batch Brewery right here in Hendersonville. So, Nate, we were talking about the the process uh, of making and blending, you know, the products. Uh, expand on that a little bit more because I think it's, it's, it's kind of fascinating how all that happens. And then I did not know that yeast eats things and <laughs> does all that. Yeah. Sure. Well, there's an old brewer saying that brewers make wort, which wort is a term for unfermented beer. So brewers make wort, but the yeast actually makes the beer. Yeast mm-hmm. is a, it's a fascinating thing, really. The, it's a blend of, of art and science yeah. and with a little sprinkling of the random unknown as well. It, yeast is a unicellular, it's a single cell 
fungus um, has the ability in the absence of oxygen to eat sugars and produce alcohol and carbon dioxide in beer. You almost have to be a scientist for this. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of science involved and you can get really deep into the metabolic pathways of the yeast cell if you want, but you really just need to know uh, it's a combination of the environment the temperature, the ingredients, and the process. There, and there's no JavaScript anywhere in there. No, no there's, <laughs> there's no programming involved. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> well, run down some of the crazy names you come up with. Do you come up with these names? Do you guys sit around and powwow and say, let's come up with this one? Uh, in general, I do name the beers. I have been vetoed a couple of times on a couple of things that I wanted to name beers. But give me give me some names you've come up with. Our core beer, one of our core beers is Two Foot Cream Ale. It's named for a famous spot on Old Hickory Lake. Oh. If you're familiar with Two Foot, okay. Uh, so that's where that one comes from. Right. The the Scottish ale we do year round, the Falcon, yeah, is supposed to be. If you imagine Sean Connery saying Falcon, that's where <laughs> that name comes from. Yeah. Uh, my wife Suzanne's from Dunedin, Florida, which is a big Dunedin is actually, I guess, old Scottish for Edinburgh. So mm-hmm. it's a very Scottish area in Florida. And her high school mascot was the Falcons. So oh, okay, um, that's where that one comes from. All right, uh, my my favorite BS BS does not stand it's for not, what yeah it's right. not stand for what you think it does. <laughs> it actually stands for backseat. If you do get into the brewing industry and you start looking for beer names that aren't taken, you're going to yeah. be out of luck. Yeah, <laughs> we were originally wanted to name it backseat IPA. That name is is taken really a yeah, hundred times over. That is uh, crazy. We came up with some BS. Uh, (laughs) And then we brew Get Kraken, and Get Kraken is just something I always say. I don't know where, I don't even know where I picked it up. It's just like, let's get started on something. Let's get cracking. Now, I've seen you around in several of the restaurants and uh, uh, drinking establishments. Is there a difference, put it in a keg for draft or out of the can? Is is there much, a different process there? Is it all the same thing? Well, we, we hope the product is the same. That is our goal. We use, we don't have our own canning line. We use a mobile canning company that comes and basically has a canning line on wheels in the back of a truck and they wheel it in and set it up in our brewery and hook up to our tanks and can our beer and then Mm -hmm. clean up and leave. Uh, Hopefully in the new facility, we will be able to put our own canning line in, which will give us a lot more flexibility in terms of canning. Yeah, I like those cans. (laughs) Now, here's what I've always wondered this. Why is it that some product you can get as a six pack, but only some only come in four packs? Yeah, well, we can two different sizes. Okay. The, The the beers that we can in 12 ounce cans in general, we sell in six packs. There are a couple of exceptions. Our current summer seasonal Bluefoot, the Blueberry L, is in a four pack of 12 ounce cans. Okay. And the Sumco Triple, the big Belgian beer we do uh, with, lo- with local honey. BS is in a four pack. BS is in a four pack, yeah. but that's in a 16 ounce can. So okay. I said there are exceptions, but the general rule is that okay. we can it in a 16 ounce can, it's in a four pack. Okay. 12 ounce cans are in six packs. All right. Because um, I've noticed, I've seen some some product on the shelf that only had four packs. And uh, there was one that I my brother-in-law turned me on to in Kansas City. But it was a little skinny can. I, I forgot what it was called. But it only came in four. I thought it was because it was higher content. Hmm. You know, it was, you know, 9% or whatever it is. But I thought that was the, the reasoning for that. It's really just has to do with the individual breweries' okay. price point and what they're trying to do Got it. Uh, economically, really. Well, it's an interesting process, and I think most pe- people would be interested in kind of just looking, watch, watching you do that. I've tried to, to catch myself doing that, but you're, you know, usually out and about. But, yeah, I mean, you do stay quite busy. And so if somebody wanted to come by and just kind of, they can sit out there and in that front room and kind of watch you do your process. Sure, but it may be pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sit here and wait. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when, you know, the boil, we boil for 90 minutes, so, mm-hmm. you know, not, there's nothing really going on during that period. So you don't break out a guitar and entertain people and uh, (laughs) do some impressions or? (laughs) No, honestly, I'm usually trying to do something else. Something that needs to be done for the tap room or 
paying some taxes or <laughs> got to pay those taxes. Planning so. an event or. Well, speaking of events, and I know you're, you're pretty active in the community, which uh, I think is, is honorable to, to do that. And you've helped some nonprofits to raise money and things of that nature. You're, you're out at Rock Castle all the time for their singer songwriters nights, which I uh, really enjoy. <laughs> and then you had, you know, some of the concerts that, that have happened, uh, things like that. So I think it, it, the community involvement, I think, has helped your business quite a lot. Well, yeah. I think it's key and that's that's one of our goals is to really be part of the Hendersonville community and Hendersonville life so if there is an event going on we want to be there mm-hmm. and if there is a nonprofit that needs beer for an event we want to help out as much as we can and give back as much as we can yeah. so that's just I didn't start I started Half Batch Brewing for many reasons but I didn't start it to squeeze every dollar I could get out of it mm-hmm. and part of our goal is to give back to the community and, and be part of where we're at sure is, are there certain restrictions I know some events will allow it some won't uh, do you have to get a do you have to pull a permit or does the event producer have to to do that it can be either or there is a there is an insurance requirement to pull a special mm-hmm. event permit we have that insurance so we can now actually apply for uh, special event permits they just changed that recently we do to, to have a special event per- permit here in Hendersonville you do have to give back 20% of your gross sales to a nonprofit so I know that. for our right. we don't do a lot of our own events we we do have our four-year anniversary party coming up and a, a loosely Oktoberfest theme party called Stumperfest that we do every year okay. so for those events we we try to mix it up. We look for a local nonprofit to support. There's a lot of them. With those cells. <laughs> There's so, a lot of them yeah. here. I know you guys were involved with the Jay and Zeke Foundation. Uh, you were out there, you know, of course, helping out at Rock Castle, you know, things with the, the chamber in, in the past, and uh, you've been involved with that. So it, it's, you know, keeping you busy for sure. Yeah, we love to we love to do events. I mean, to get out in the community. And like I said, if, if there's something going on in Harrisonville or in Gallatin or in Summer County, we yeah. want to be there. If the organizer, if okay. it's the kind of event where there's going to be beer, we, yeah. we want to be there since gotcha. we are we consider ourselves the local beer. That's right. That's right. Now, with these uh, events that are coming up and which kind of keeps you keeps you cracking. <laughs> are you are you looking to hire more people or what's that situation looking like right now? Not currently. Okay. We're pretty well staffed Good. at the moment. You never know when that's going to change. Uh, well, it's just part of owning there. a business. But <laughs> right now, we're we're staffed at a comfortable level. Very good. Well, I mean, it's it's hard. A lot of the businesses, I mean, are, are really uh, struggling trying to get people that want to work, even at a high dollar rate, you know, 15 to 20 bucks an hour, and it's still finding hard for people to, to, to get them to come in. I mean, that's insane to me, but. It's it's a challenge right now, and I'm really glad we're not looking for someone. Yeah, well, Because it's not easy. Yeah. If, if you're in a position where you need employees right now, I, I was joking with someone the other day. I, I said businesses should, should stop putting out now hiring signs. They should put out signs if they're not hiring, and everyone should assume everyone else is hiring. Yeah, that's right. Now, coming up with the new the new facility, you're obviously going to have a lot more square footage, a lot more room in there. Are you going to need more staff at that point? Yes, definitely. Okay. If I knew the timeline of that building, <laughs> then I would know the timeline of when we'd be looking to hire people, but that will be something we'll have to do. So you're going to, I'm sure you'll have that up on your uh, website, which is halfbatchbrewing.com. And you do have a blog whenever you have a chance to, to get in there and do it <laughs> in all your free time. Uh, but you'll be posting help wanted. You'll have uh, news about the new facility and the progress that that's making. And of course, you'll be, you're on Facebook as well. Yeah. If you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or on the website, you'll be definitely up to date on what's coming up and mm-hmm. when we're hiring and new beers and events and everything else. Now, if somebody wanted to contact you, let's say a nonprofit, and they felt that this would be a, a good fit for them, um, how would they how would they contact you? The, the website, obviously. Yeah, there is a there is a contact form on the website. I do get those emails. You reach out to us that way. You can call the brewery. We I can't guarantee someone's going to answer the phone all the time. I told someone the other day, if you call the brewery during the day, We're and busy. we answer the phone, that means somebody was walking by when the phone rang. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are your hours over over there? The tap room open Wednesday through Sunday. Okay. Uh, Wednesday a little bit shorter day, four to eight. Okay. Thursday and Friday, four to ten. Saturday, two to ten, and Sunday afternoons from two to seven. Now you do have outside seating as well. We do. Okay. It's not. not it's not huge. as nice as it's going to be when we're in the new facility. Yeah. But we have some picnic tables outside. Now, what about music? I, I think I asked you this a while back. You're not really having a stage or plans for entertainment. Not in our current location. Okay. That might be something we look at. In the new one. In the new yeah. one, but we're pretty space limited, and we have really crappy acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would kind of echoey in there. Some, some entertainers <laughs> might like that. <laughs> 
just makes them sound better. <laughs> yeah, but we don't we don't really currently do live music. But I know the Plaza does. I mean, you, sometimes uh, they were doing like a Friday night uh, little quick concert uh, pop up. Yeah, uh, most Friday nights. I think if you if you check out, that's kind of driven by our neighbor. They have some outdoor music on Friday yeah. nights. I don't I don't really know. Like I said, that's kind of his thing. Yeah, um, but it draws people there. I mean, it that's, does that, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. It's been a great thing for us. And I'm glad he's doing it. I just don't know the details. Yeah. I don't know how long it goes. I wonder if he's going to do it forever through the fall or, right. or what the plan is. As we progress forward and you start growing and you have, you know, this great facility uh, coming in there, I think economically for the city, I think it's going to be a wonderful thing. And of course, it's going to help because it's now going to be more in the forefront, I guess. People are going to know half batch and they got this huge facility, a gorgeous facility, and, and it's going to help the tourism as well. So do you have any plans, you know, as far as expansion from this point? I know you're just getting, trying to get past this stage. Has there been any thought, maybe, maybe in way in the back of your mind about opening another place on you know, let's say in Portland or someplace. We've looked at a couple of options for okay. opening a satellite location. Okay. And that might be something we're doing in the future, maybe tied to the new ice scene going in nice. or okay. something like that. Yeah. But we don't have any firm plans yeah. right now. Well, it's there. There's too much to think, to think about at this point. You know, there's a lot going on. But hey, we, we spend a lot of our time on survival, honestly. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, in the fact, but no, look, in the, in the past year or two, this has been crazy uh, times. Yeah. And the fact that a small business like yourself has survived, I think you have a great product and that's going to keep bringing people back. Well, so. also, we got it was a tough year for sure. In a lot of ways, we're very thankful for all the local support we had. That's what really got us through it. So if you're out there listening, we really appreciate it. Well, and we appreciate you taking your time because I know you got to get back and start brewing. Uh, I appreciate you coming in here and uh, speaking with us and kind of give us a little education on here. Of course, we've been speaking with Nate Newton, the owner and founder of Half Batch Brewery right here in Hendersonville. So that's going to wrap up for this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be right back. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbag.com. Well, welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, Jeff Shannon here, and hey, it's uh, a great day here in Sumner County, and we've added a guest uh, to our lineup here, and we're going to be talking about uh, not necessarily a new facility. It's like uh, the facility's been here a while, but Kay Don Rutledge, she's the VP of Marketing and Sales for the Lighthouse on the Lake. And that's down there at 133 Sanders Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville. And it's, you know, kind of changed uh, over over the last period of time. So don't wait. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So I guess we just find out what you're all about. Tell okay. us the story. Well, I am actually from Sumner County. Um, so that's something. That's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of am very familiar with this community. I lived in Hendersonville for many years before moving to the big city of Nashville, where mm-hmm. I reside right now. Mm-hmm. And um, my background is largely I started I'm a proud graduate of Western Kentucky University mm-hmm. uh, where I was a journalism major I uh, spent many years working in the media uh, primarily print and radio okay uh, so this is familiar territory for me and uh, then I decided I wanted a regular life didn't want to get calls about fires in the middle of the night <laughs> and uh, started my family and so moved into doing more of the public relations and marketing work which I've done mm-hmm. Uh, for many years now. So I've been doing this for over 20 years. The Lighthouse on the Lake, uh, my best friend uh, and her husband, Tim and Jewel Wynn, they purchased the property in okay. August of 2020, right smack dab oh, in the middle wow. of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. um, the previous owner just decided she didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to travel and retire and live a great life, which she is she is doing, Miss Margaret Latham. And so uh, Jewel and Tim had already been entrepreneurs. They had owned a catering company that uh, they still own that had that was very successful. And so they just uh, got an opportunity to have a physical facility. And so um, we had a series of soft openings and a grand opening in September. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they purchased in August. In September, we had a couple of soft openings and a grand opening. And by October 1 of 2020, we were up and running to the public. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, was there a, a lot of renovation that you had to do? It's pretty much there, right? I mean, you had to. 
Yeah, I mean, it was already a very beautiful facility. Mm-hmm. Um, there was not a whole lot of, you know, renovation that needed to be done. There were some things that they wanted to do in terms of uh, making it more vibrant. So they've added, you know, a lot of artwork. There's been mm-hmm. some painting. Um, there's been um, just, uh, you know, little things that they've done to just make it more vibrant when you walk inside the building. Um, so, yeah, so those are some of the things. But most of what you see at the lighthouse, the beautiful lighting, uh, the great view of the lake, yeah. all of those things are still there. Yeah, that's great. Now, does Tim go by Chef Tim? Uh, well, <laughs> he will answer to <laughs> Chef Tim. Tim is a very humble, humble guy. Uh, he's probably one of the nicest people yes, you'll is. ever meet. Yeah. Um, but he does amazing food. Uh, just about anything that you can imagine that you'd like to eat he can he can create it he can work with you to create what you want and we even though most people in hendersonville may remember the lighthouse to be more uh, of a wedding venue uh, but since uh, tim and jewel have come in they have really uh, re-envisioned what the lighthouse is. So it's not just for weddings. We still do beautiful, lovely weddings and still welcome yeah. uh, those couples who want uh, to to have their uh, specially, special uh, events there. But we also do th- everything from birthday parties to class reunions to anniversary celebrations, corporate events and retreats. Because I know um, the Chamber's done a couple of events cha- out there. Chamber yeah. has come out there and have done their business uh, business networking luncheon. We also work within a organization of women who community minded women, uh, key to the city. They have their luncheon events uh, out at the lighthouse. So we're really, um, you know, doing things outside of the box, if you will. Yeah. Uh, in and everything's in house. All the meals and anything yes. when you come to come there. If you have an event, <laughs> the, the, the staff is going to make it right there you don't bring it in or have to no, bring an outside no. caterer to come in that is correct no. so all food and beverage has to be purchased through the lighthouse okay. we have a very expansive menu and like i said if there's something that's not on the menu that you want chef tim is more it. than likely he can create it for you yeah. um, um but yes yeah, so we have a, a wonderful uh, um, variety of of options uh for people to choose for their luncheons or you know whatever event that they're uh, planning to host. So if somebody wanted to get information on a book, what's the best way to go? So uh, calling the Lighthouse um, at 615-590-7068. That is the best way to find out whether or not, number one, the date is available and to get any questions answered. And also we encourage people to come by and just tour the facility Mm -hmm. to see what, what the possibilities are, what it looks like now. Uh, and, and, of course, to meet meet uh, the owners sure. and the team. Well, and, and two, you, it's a popular place. So you're going to have to, if you're thinking <laughs> about it, go ahead and book it because that date might not be available. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. We're, we get inquiries every day and people wanting to book. As a matter of fact, when I leave here, I'm going <laughs> to be meeting with the, uh, someone who wants to book the space <laughs> uh, for a wedding. So, yeah. So, again, all types of events were just not a, uh, uh, a venue for weddings, we can do just about anything. And you have you have bars there too, so they can, if they want a cash bar, they can absolutely, do that as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. We have a, a bar available. You can either do a cash bar, or if you'd like to host a bar, okay. whatever you, basically whatever you can dream, uh, we can try to help you, you create it. it. Right, That's right. correct. Sound like a D- Disney song there. <laughs> hey, well. You, you have an upstairs and downstairs. Yes. So you yes. can have two events going on at the same time. We have done that. Yeah. Yes, we have. And I uh, know some people say, well, will the noise impact what we're doing? And no, the answer mm-hmm. to that question is no. We've had two events going on, one event upstairs where the they were, you know, playing music and having a good time and another event downstairs where the same thing was going yeah. on and neither event was impacted. So, nice. okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they can also go outside. You have a covered uh, deck out there. And we do. We do. In our upstairs uh, vin- uh, upstairs uh, dining area, we also have an enclosed patio okay. um, that allows, we do have uh, windows that you can let up if you'd like to have fresh air. 
but we do have a cooling and heating system out okay. there. So, and a lot of times people might just want to rent that space if you have a very small dinner party. Mm-hmm. So, if you're looking to host like maybe 30 to 40 people, that's an ideal yeah. space to do that. Um, and we also, in our downstairs area, we also have a patio. It's not enclosed, um, but you know it allows for people to go out and enjoy the the lake and then we have garage doors that let up so uh if you want that fresh air to come inside while you're having your event there you you can make that happen as well well and and hopefully the weather's going to start getting nicer now to get this heat out of here (laughs) i mean it's 10 o'clock outside and i was burning up yeah so i'm yeah i think everybody's ready for two things COVID to go away and this heat wave to to die down a little bit yeah now how are you guys doing on on staff i know we've asked everybody because some people are really having a hard time to find people that actually want to work and in the hospitality industry yeah probably even more yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think we've been very fortunate that we've had an opportunity to establish a very strong core team of people. We have had turnover just like every other uh, business within the hospitality industry, um, but we have kept a pretty good core team that has been many who have been with us from the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, some who are new, but um, we consider our uh, establishment to be a family-oriented environment, so that's the way in which we operate. And we, it's not and it's not unlikely that the owners will be out there working oh, on the floor. absolutely. Right. I, and yes. me too. Yes, I know it. And I missed you that day. We were there at that event. Yeah, and I said, oh, yeah. Dob's here. I miss her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't ask our team to do anything we don't do. You might see me with a mop. You might see me with a broom. You yeah. might see me changing linen on a table, mm-hmm. washing dishes. We just all Singing pitch some jazz, in. maybe? Yeah. Well, you know, I, maybe you might see that one day. Who knows? So. You, can, you can always lip sync. Just, just <laughs> right. I'll just put Ella Fitzgerald on and just lip sync. Yeah. Um, so what kind of events have you, any memorable events that you've had here recently that really well, sticks in your mind? Yeah, the, the one that I really enjoyed, uh, just because I'm such a lover of words and writing, we had a poetry event. Uh, so Poetry. We, yes, it well, was fantastic. Amazing. So we had we partnered with a group called Soul Food Cafe, and they are a spoken word and poetry organization. They have a community of people who just love poetry and words and expression. Mm. And they hosted an event at the Lighthouse, and it was very well attended. It was back in April. And it was wonderful. I mean, great. They had a, a music involved. So they had a band and performers and then they had the poets. And it was just an awesome event. Um, another event that sticks out in my mind is one that we hosted an artist by the name of James Thrillkill. He's also one of the artists that we feature okay. uh, in, in our building. His okay. artwork is in the building. And he did a art show, and while music was playing, he was creating a art piece to the music. And so it was just phenomenal. You know, we had, um, like I said, great music. Uh, We had wine for all of the guests as part of their ticket purchase. Mm -hmm. You know, we had um, our kitchen open for those who wanted to, you know, order dinner or what have you. And it was a fantastic event. Yeah. Yeah, some of these uh, events, and I was in the event industry for many, many years down in Orlando, and some of these uh, events can get downright crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've had a couple of those, too. Yeah. (laughs) But that's uh, that's good. People are having a good time. That's right. Um, So the downstairs facility, you can actually walk you know, straight out the doors and you're looking at the lake. Yes. Which is kind of cool. And you have a, a stage in there. Is yes. that still there? Would have yes. like a stage area. So if they have a band or if they have a DJ or something of that nature, they can they can place in there. And Absolutely. you also have a, a, a being an event in the event business, you have a list of referrals that you can provide people in case they need somebody like a florist or cake person or a DJ photographer, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. So, yes. So we do have a full stage and a full bar uh, in the downstairs area. And we have on our website, which is lighthouseonthelake.com, we do have a vendor list. Um, So these are 
folks who provide various types of services. They are not affiliated with the Lighthouse, but um, these are places or organizations that have done events or worked with other organizations or couples. And so anyone who would like, who says, oh, I can't think, I don't know a photographer, um, Mm -hmm. they can look and and go to our website. There are some recommendations. The organization or the individual would have to make all of their, you know, arrangements with that person. We don't handle any of that business. Um, But those are just recommendations that people can look into or they can go with someone else that they choose. Now, you also do in-house catering. Mm -hmm. Can you can you do off-premise catering or just in-house? We do both. Oh, we do both. So we have done the off-site events before uh, where we've done uh, catering uh, through uh, Catering Concepts by Timothy, which is the name of the catering company. And yes, so we have done both and uh, we come, we set up everything, we bring everything. uh, We try to make it as stress-free for the client as possible. So you don't worry about, you know, who's going to do the dishes or who's going to clean up. (laughs) I like that. We take care of that for you. (laughs) Well, listen, you guys are doing a lot of things there and we're going to talk more on the other side of this break right here, but you have a private club and... Great music. Absolutely. That's a great artist. We're going to talk more about that right here on Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be right back. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. Uh, Jeff Shannon here. We're going to continue our conversation with uh, Kay Dawn Rutledge. She's the VP of Marketing and Sales out at the Lighthouse on the Lake right here in Hendersonville. So 133 Sanders Ferry Road. And you can't miss it. There's a big lighthouse right there. Yeah. (laughs) So it's right there on Sanders Ferry Road. And uh, they're doing great things out there. And you've added a couple of different unique functions uh, about the lighthouse. And you've uh, kind of opened like a private club that people can join. Absolutely. So in addition to the events that we host, we also have a private club membership that is available. And um, that membership allows folks to come in, enjoy the club, enjoy drink specials, other services, complimentary appetizers. We have a relationship with 12 Stones Golf Course here in Hendersonville, um, in which as part of membership, you can get a round of golf. Uh, We also offer uh, things like discounts off renting the space if you Mm want to do an event. We have first notifications for upcoming events. So if we have concert or other event going on, our members have opportunity to get tickets first. So it's a lot of different uh, benefits that we offer. Um, We have also morning hours where if for people who want to come in and get, you know, started for the day where we offer uh, some continental take pick up and go kind of muffins and really whole fruits and we also uh, offer our members uh, the option so for example we know how busy it can get during lunchtime going to a restaurant waiting to be seated and you look at your watch Mm -hmm. and you've already spent 30 minutes waiting you only have a you know 20 minutes maybe to eat before you know by being a member of the lighthouse you avoid all that you can call us and say, hey, I want to have lunch <laughs> at 11.30, and when you get to the lighthouse, we will have your food ready for you to sit wow. down and enjoy and have a wonderful view of the lake. <laughs> yeah. You can also have your business meetings there. Say That's you right. have a client that you'd like to talk to or entertain, um, we offer that space available yeah. for our members to come in and utilize for those purposes. And free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. There you go. Absolutely. Look at you. <laughs> so listen, do you have three different kinds of memberships. Explain what the, the different membership uh, categories are. Yes, yeah, so we have three types of memberships. The first is what we call the elite leader category. And those are for those who are over the age of 40, well-established in their careers. We also have a young professionals category. Um, Those are folks under the age of 40 and over the age of 21. And we have a couples membership. So um, all of those benefits are available on our website. But one of the great things about the couples membership is that we do customized date nights 
for our couples. So okay. we we always want to keep it spicy. So, you know, say you want to do something special for your sweetheart. We can customize a date night for that couple and make it really special and romantic and, and exclusive. Yeah. So that means Tim will dress up and come out and do some Luther for him. <laughs> you never yeah. know at the lighthouse. <laughs> we, we do all kinds of stuff to just make it entertaining and fun. Hey, you got to have fun. I mean, that's for sure. So, well, it's kind of interesting. I remember when I heard about the membership capability, I was trying to figure out what that was all about. But yeah. that, that, that yeah. does, uh, you know, totally make and it, sense. And it is very affordable. We do, it's an annual commitment, but for the the 40, over 40 crowd, it's $125 a month, which we bill as quarter membership. Which so I can each, write that off. Yeah, yeah. so each quarter you get a bill. And the young professional is $75 a month. So mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about what you spend in a month on just entertaining yourself, it's really quite affordable and you can do the same things. And if you go on the website, this lighthouse, it's pretty easy to navigate. It says private club. Absolutely. <laughs> you you right get there. all the information right there. There's a, the number you can call to get information and ask uh, your questions right there. Of course, you, like I said, we talked about doing the weddings and uh, the vendors Mm -hmm. and you know what's been real exciting here lately is the all that jazz lounge at the lighthouse yes tell us about that okay so hendersonville community you are so in for a treat if you have not come to the lighthouse for the all that jazz lounge you are missing out Uh, starting in september every tuesday night we have live jazz you can come order dinner you can have drinks we have a fabulous band we have even guests uh we do the it's the lighthouse uh band but we also have guests that artists artists that come come in and sometimes sit in on the band it's fantastic it's from 6 to 8 30 p.m it's free and open to the public and we also do a jazz brunch every second and fourth Sunday of the month from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We host a outstanding brunch that has your traditional breakfast items, mm-hmm. eggs, bacon, you know, biscuits yeah. and gravy, and also like Southern favorites like yeah. shrimp and grits and red okay. beans and rice and and Southern greens. <laughs> and you get mimosas with your, your brunch and you get to hear live mm-hmm. music. And we also have an a la carte menu as well so it's a fabulous brunch great food great music great atmosphere and then we also do our concert series which is also a wonderful thing those are ticketed events and a couple of these have sold out so we have if you're interested you need to go online and get those tickets at lighthouseonthelake.com yes Yes, so we have that coming up. As a matter of fact, we have uh, Kim Fleming, uh, who is a phenomenal vocalist, has done a lot of work with uh, many, many artists. Amy Grant, Trisha Yearwood. uh, Yes. I mean, she is. She's phenomenal, and her voice is just the most powerful thing you've ever heard. And she's going to be coming September the 26th. So she will be our featured concert for that month. And then in October, we're welcoming. Kevin Whalem. He is the brother of jazz saxophonist Kirk Whalem. Get out. (laughs) And he will be here in October. I believe it's the 24th. And uh, so, yeah, you'll want to come out. And then in 2022, we have some great things lined up for the new year. So please follow us on our website, on our Facebook. And And you can listen right here at WHIM. We're going to let you you know when these artists are coming in. Because I'm telling you, I'm looking at the credentials on these just Kevin and for Kim, I mean, this is, you know, fascinating. And yeah. in fact, I mean, Kim has worked with Kirk, Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Get out yeah. of town. And Dr. Bobby Jones, who yes. is a Nashville icon yes. in gospel music yeah. here. Well, I mean, it, it's the talent here in Middle Tennessee is amazing. It anyway. is. And, and, you know, the fact that we have a lot of these, these great entertainers right here in our backyard. Yeah. And to have a facility that they can come to and go home at night. Yeah, well, I mean, here's they really the, love that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You know, we're offering this entertainment right here in Hendersonville. Right. So this is what that means. You don't have to fight the traffic driving to Nashville. You don't have to find somewhere to park and pay $30 yes. to park your car. <laughs> yeah. You can you get a great meal without having to spend a lot of money, yeah. you know, at a restaurant in Nashville. Now, if you want to do that, you sure. know, that's great. 
But the fact that we offer these options right here where you don't have to deal with the hustle and bustle of getting downtown yeah. Nashville to see these artists is really... I mean, um, you're talking class it? act artists. I mean, Absolutely. We're not talking uh, any schlumps here. These, no. these are top notch, <laughs> These man. are top they, notch. This, this <laughs> High is, demand folks. Oh, man. <laughs> They've done a lot of great stuff. Hey, maybe they'll let you sing with them. Well... <laughs> We'll see. I'm not too shabby, though, Jeff. To be yeah, honest with you. Well, I, I, I look forward to hearing you. Yeah, you might get out there and do some do some jazz. We might. We might. Last uh, weekend, we had Giovanni Rodriguez. Yeah, he is a uh, Latin uh, artist, and uh, he played at the Lighthouse. And great Latin jazz music. Uh, you know, people were out dancing, doing a little salsa. Mm. So it was a lot of fun. So these are the types of things we yeah. all for here in the city that you don't have to go all the way in town for. Sure, and people like live music. Yes. And you usually go to a facility, especially if it's new, you go, do you have live entertainment? And mm, yeah. no, but uh, this this place does. Yeah. And you're, you're bringing in great talent. And and that's happening. So the All That Jazz Lounge, and then of course, when you bring in these entertainers, what, what are the dates on that? It's second in, how so, does that go each so every So every Tuesday night, uh, we do, uh, well, starting in September, okay. uh, that's open jazz. We, j- it's called, we call it the Jazz Jam. Just show up. Just show up okay. uh, and just be ready to have a good time and okay. listen to some great live music. Okay. And then for the artists that I mentioned, Kim Fleming, uh, Kevin Whalem, those are our concert series folks. Okay. And Kim is coming in September. Kevin will be here in October. Okay. The, all of their information is on the website mm-hmm. and the ticket uh, information will be available as well. Yeah. And you can do that right on the website too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, we also, uh, just so your audience will know, when you go to our website, we do have a calendar of events um, that we list uh, for each month. So you will know exactly what all is going on okay. that's open to the public uh, because we do, again, have a private membership club. So our private members have access. There are certain events that we only open to the public. Right. So. Yeah. So, and, and folks, I mean, you got to you got to check this out. I mean, this is right here on Sanders Ferry Road. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to get to and a great view. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's all right here in our backyard. So yeah. that, I, we appreciate you doing that. Jewel and Tim, I mean, they pretty they, they stay pretty busy. We got to keep that place going. Yeah. And but they're always like a, available to come out. Like I know we were doing an event and and Tim came out and you know we yeah. got to talk and we met and uh, super super people. I mean, they're just yeah. there to help. Yeah, they they really are great people. Jewel is an educator by trade, uh, Dr. Wynn, and, uh, you know, Tim has been in the hospitality industry for over 20 years. And their so, kids are involved, too. Yeah. Or some of them. Yeah, of them. <laughs> yeah. And he's, you know, he's run the Marriott uh, hotel banquet food and beverage uh, division uh, so th- he's this is not just something that they just woke up and said oh this sounds <laughs> like fun <laughs> this has been a lifelong career um, so they know what they're doing they they have their education their backgrounds and their their experiences all in this uh, hospitality area so yeah. well I want to give a big shout out them because they they're doing a great job the word is catching on yeah you know i think for the longest time people you know just knew it as an event center yeah but it's much much yes. more than that now and it, you feel good when you go in there the the people are friendly you have you know great food great entertainment now so yeah you have to head out to the lighthouse on the lake 133 sanders ferry road right here in hendersonville and again we want to let you know that the the website is lighthouse on the lake.com you can also check them out on their facebook page Age, and mm-hmm. social media is, mm-hmm. is out there as well and you just type that in it's going to pop right up there so you know thank you so much for taking all your time to to come in here and just educating us on the lighthouse on the lake thank you for the opportunity we appreciate it and we hope to see uh, more of the hendersonville community out to the lighthouse hey. They're, they're coming. I'm telling you, they're coming. They got to do that. So, well, listen, that's going to wrap up uh, this uh, edition of Sumner County Spotlight, heard each and every Sunday morning right here at 10 o'clock at WHIN. It will be available on our podcast page uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, it should drop a little after 8 o'clock, and you can listen to it over and over again. You can uh, share that as well. So, we appreciate your time. This is Jeff Shannon. We'll check you next time. So long.
Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by F&M Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, F&M Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.